0: Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about. we really need to. So come on in. Close the door. Join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. One of my most inspiring goals was running and completing the Marine Corps Marathon. You see, I'd had it on my list to do for probably well over 15 years. I'd made a list of 101 things that make life interesting. And running the Marine Corps Marathon, I'm a former United States Marine, and I'd always heard about the Marine Corps Marathon being like an amazing race. It's kind of called the People's Race, running through beautiful Washington, D.C. And I'd always wanted to run it, but I never put forth the commitment. You know, I never c- clarified what the results were that I wanted to, to, to achieve um, by doing that. And so I decided uh, when I had a pretty momentous birthday, I said, you know what, I'm not getting any younger and I, I really wanna do this. I wanna do it because I'm a former Marine. I love the, the fun that it looks like. Uh, and so I really started to get aligned and really and ignite the desire in myself to run, and successfully complete the Marine Corps uh, Marathon. And so I had to kind of figure out, okay, you know, what do I need to do in order to make that happen? And while I, you know, went and put together, I had to run a certain number of miles every week. And, and, you know, so I set that schedule out and had to go buy some new running shoes. Cause I had running shoes that were like 15 years old because I'm not, I was not at the time uh, a consistent runner. So I'm basically not coming quite off the couch to run the Marine Corps Marathon, but fairly close. And so I set my schedule. I made my commitment of what I would run every week in order to accumulate the mileage so that I'd be able to successfully run the Marine Corps Marathon. The other parts of that were like I had to be able to get a slot in the Marine Corps Marathon because it's done by lottery. So I had to really plan everything out and decide. And that was my big physical. It it, what it So it was a big physical fitness goal, but I actually didn't frame it as physical fitness. I framed it that I wanted to run and successfully complete the Marine Corps Marathon. I'd never run a marathon. And I think at that time, I'd probably run one or two 5K races. So I had never done any racing or run in any races. So this was a big deal, right? And so... I set out the number of miles I was going to run and figured all that stuff out. And I started my started accumulating my mileage and then boom, something happened. I had I relocated. So I moved across the country and then I spent almost 15 to 18 uh, days a month not at home. So I was traveling, I was flying a lot, I was uh, doing a lot of work on the East Coast, and at that point I was living on the West Coast. And so imagine, you know, if I said I was going to run 20 miles a week, what do you think happened? Not 20 miles a week. Uh, But what I had is I had such a strong, powerful desire to enter, to, to run the Marine Corps Marathon, I kept at it. If I could only do two or three miles a week, I only did what it, I did that two or three miles. But I stayed committed. I stayed committed to that goal. I created a very clear result. I checked off when I was able to do my mileage. I always recorded my mileage. So I had all of these systems in place to make sure I, I stayed on point. And the other thing is, is I won the lottery. So I had a bib number. And... That also pulled me forward. But obviously, you know, I could have had the bid num- bid, bib number and all of that and still not gone and run the Marine Corps Marathon because it was, frankly, it was up to me to make sure that I, you know, that I followed through with that. Now, I'm sharing this for you and with you because my specific, uh, my specific objectives of running a certain number of miles per week did not happen in fact, really didn't happen. There were some weeks I might only run a mile because I was traveling, I was flying, I couldn't, there was no other way I could accumulate those miles. And so all of that would suggest that eh, running the Marine Corps Marathon and finishing was probably not in my future. But I persevered, I persisted. And the day came, it was the end of October, a day came and I had my hotel was there early had to go out to the to meet the gathering place by the Arlington National Cemetery I had my bib on and you know the cannons went off and I started running and I ran and ran and I was like oh my gosh I cannot believe that I did not run you know the kinds of mileage that are recommended and encouraged but I kept running because I was so excited about being able to achieve this amazing goal. And I will tell you that it was not easy being out there running, but it was inspiring. There were other people, there were people who were way older than me out there shuffling along. And I was just so, that desire to achieve and to to succeed really was like the fire in my belly. And I kept running and running and there's a marker point that you have to make it to that marker point at a certain time, uh, otherwise you actually are disqualified from running, you will not have been able to complete. So I'm pushing to achieve that particular goal. It's inside my greater goal, but I'm pushing, I'm running and I'm feeling tired and I had to go to the bathroom and I'm eating my uh, little gel things that give me energy and drinking water and drinking Gatorade and I'm running and running and running. And I hit that, 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 uh, that bridge, it was a bridge we had to get to that said, yes, you get to continue to run and to complete the Marine Corps Marathon. So I was so excited and so grateful. And I didn't have any idea that that was something that I had to do uh, before I got on this, before I got on this path. I got past that goal, and man, I remember I was running down in Crystal City and all of a sudden it got super hot. It was like 80 degrees. It had been cool to start, but it was like 80 degrees. And everything in my body began to hurt. My knees started to hurt. Everything started hurting. And so I'm now I'm shuffling along, but I'm like, I'm committed. I'm going to do this. I am. That's all I kept saying. I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. And I just kept one foot in front of the other, jogging. I was sweating. It was so daggone hot. <laughs> it was so hot. I'm running. And it was October, so I didn't expect it to be that hot. Nobody did. I'm making sure I'm hydrating. I'm running. And then i'm getting closer to the finish line and then ahead of me i see this enormous freaking hill because we finish at the iwo jima memorial at that time we finish at the iwo jima memorial which is a beautiful and amazing memorial to to the marines who took uh iwo jima it's a very a very famous flag raising uh memorial monument so i see it but i see this crazy daggone hill now even though I had made it all that far, like I was in pain. I was hot, way overheated because it was so hot outside. And I just kept telling myself, just keep going one foot in front of the other. So I leaned forward. I started pumping my arms to go up this really steep freaking hill. And I get up there and then I see the, the finish line and I'm just, I start to sprint. I get like an extra little burst of energy and I start going and faster. And then, yay, I crossed the finish line. It was so extraordinary. People were clapping, people were waving. It was so extraordinary. I got my big medal. I have a huge medal. It's a beautiful medal with the with the Eagle Globe and Anchor from the Marine Corps. Uh, the Marine Corps Eagle Globe and Anchor. I put it around my neck. I was so exhilarated. And I share this story because my finishing the Marine Corps Marathon in five hours and 41 minutes after not having been able to uh, do the normal, you know, the normal mileage, the, the, the expected mileage, is a testament to what it takes and what I've learned about setting really inspira- inspiring goals. And so what I'll share with you now of of what helped me to achieve that, are what I call and what we call at Leaders Transform, my company, Leaders Transform, is the four pillar goal setting method. And we have established this as a really important and powerful way to be able to set goals that are really change proof. And this is important in the uncertain times. We are still in a time of great uncertainty. We still have impacts to supply chains. You know, we have economic impacts that are driving up costs. We have, you know, we don't have enough employees in some businesses and other businesses are actually contracting because nobody wants to do business or they've made some poor decisions or the economic uh, impacts to their business causes them to have to shrink. And so all of us who want to achieve things are are looking at ways that we can kind of create change proof goals so at leaders transform and my company we have a what we call a four pillar goal setting method and i want to share with you i'll share with you briefly what they are and if you're interested in you know delving more into this and really being able to walk through the process uh we'll make the course uh, the course will be available the link to it will be available in the show notes but the first pillar of the four pillar goal setting method is really establishing you know, four principles of an inspired life. Now, that might take you a bit aback. Like, Why am I thinking about seven principles of an inspired life? I firmly believe that if I would have self set a health improvement goal and made running the Marine Corps Marathon as part of that, that I would never have been inspired to keep pushing to finish that Marine Corps Marathon. I'm I'm pretty confident. Because health alone, you know, having great health alone is not inspiring. How do I know? Because every single one of us listening right now has probably had... Uh, I'm gonna lose weight. Goal. I'm gonna drink more water. Goal. I'm gonna exercise more. Goal. I'm gonna sleep longer. Goal. Uh, I'm gonna go to bed at certain time. And I can almost guarantee that ninety nine percent of the people who are listening to this podcast right now, we have not consistently done that year over year, not even week over week, month over month, right? And so one of the things that we discovered uh, and put together for in the four pillar, uh, the four pillars of a goal setting method is you really want to think about the seven principles of an inspired life. And so what are those? I'm just going to walk through them. And again, we we unpack these in our course. The first is no limits and no boundaries. So a principle of an inspired life is having no limits and having no boundaries. And what I mean by those no boundaries is really about the things that inspire us. Not that we want to, we all want to have boundaries around, you know, people who are draining our energy, people who are cruel or mean. We want to have boundaries around our work hours so that we're reserving some of that our time for our own growth, development, our families, what have you. When I mean no limits, no boundaries, that means it starts in our own head. Many of us have, we impose limitations on ourselves just because right? Because we've been trained to, because we've been told we can't, because we've been told that you're a woman, you're a man, you can't do this. And so we create limitations and we also create boundaries around our own, our own creativity, our own uh, possibility. So the first principle of an, of an inspired life is no limits and no boundaries. The second principle is really asking what inspires me? I was inspired to run the Marine Corps Marathon, one, because I'm a Marine, two, because it looked like such a fun race, and three, because it was something that was going to really stretch me. I had to become someone different in order to successfully do the work that was required to uh, you know, get a spot and the lottery and then be able to do everything it took to, cre- to complete it. And it was very inspiring to me. Even though it was difficult, I was still consistently inspired to keep pushing forward. The seventh principle of an inspired life is a passion list. I shared with you in in my my story about the Corps Marathon, I created a list of 101 things to make life interesting. Some people may call it a bucket list, but I prefer because a bucket means that I'm no longer going to be here. So I prefer to create a passion list, things that I'm passionate about, that I really want to do, that I haven't had a chance to do for whatever variety of reasons. But by creating that, my life becomes way more inspirational. Uh, I look at that list on occasion and I'm like, ah, something new that I want to do that I haven't done yet. I'm in a different stage in my life, a different place in my life. So let me look and see what can inspire me to new action. The, seventh, the next principle is the power of three. And we really delve into the power of three being a, a, like, a, like, a, like fuel to a fire. We talk more about that in the course. Powering up your mind is the next principle. And that is we, unfortunately, too many of us spend a lot of brain power on things that don't give us any value. If you're a fan of any of the housewife shows, at the end of the day, if you really were to ask yourself, how does watching the Housewives of Atlanta or Beverly Hills, New York, uh, D.C. or Potomac, um, where are the other ones? Salt Lake or Utah, whatever. Dubai, I think, is a new one. And clearly, I watch some of them. <laughs> this is why I know. We watch it here in my family. But I often have to ask, what the heck value is this adding, watching people, people whose lives are really actually not real, um, what does that help me do, understand, or achieve? And the answer is nothing, other than, you know, being kind of in the gossip. So it's important, one of the principles is to power up your mind. Find things that you put in your mind that are really inspirational. Maybe it's a motivational speech. Maybe it's listening to someone who has discovered something that really is inspiring to you. So, powering up your mind. Creating a new story is the next principle. Too many of us are living in the past in terms of the not so great stories we tell about ourselves. I know I'm certainly guilty of this and have to do a lot of work to tell new stories about the things that haven't gone well you know, along the way. And this is, uh, the, the other piece of this is that my, this goal setting methodology has come out of my own experiences of failure, my own experiences of success And my own experiences of understanding what was the difference and how did, you know, how did understanding failure and really championing success, how did those things help me move forward? So, when we create a new story about ourselves, we basically write a new vision of where we are, who we are, and how we're going to get there. And then the final is a blueprint. So, creating a blueprint for what we want our lives to look like. And it takes all of these seven principles to create that blueprint but it's a really powerful way this first pillar is a really powerful way to to create uh, goals that are change proof to be able to have these particular elements give us a better understanding of ourselves now if you're a leader of teams you can actually do the exact same process you can engage your teams to do the exact same process because it, it ignites creativity in us. The next uh, pillar is identifying the five building blocks of high impact goals. And so we go through those building blocks and help you really identify what are some of the what are some of those goals. One of them that I'll share with you right now is the methodology of a SMART goal. If you've ever done a SMART goal, you're writing You're writing your goal in such a clear, concise way that it it causes you to really have to unpack and think about very clearly what you're building. We've talked about in the last couple of episodes, I've talked about commitment. I've talked about results. I've talked about desire. I've talked about the reasons why we don't achieve goals. So the five building blocks of high impact goals really help. There are three very powerful questions that are part that are important for you to ask as you're building and developing the goals. And these three powerful questions shape and actually help us decide what, what are what goals do I really want to invest my time in? You know, in American society, a Western society. You know, we're pushed to have more, to, to you know, be the, you know, have the amazing, you know, the bigger goals and everybody else's goals and all of that. But if you have really big, hairy, audacious goals, but you haven't done the work to really decide that you're invested in them, it's a lot of extra work and a lot of disappointment when they don't work out. The final pillar is the seven uh, change-proof strategies. There's seven Strategies that we apply that really keep your goals in front of you, that keep your goals moving forward, and we walk through those seven change-proof strategies. Um, you know, one is having an accountability partner. I don't know anyone who achieves tremendous goals, whatever they are, who achieves inspiring goals that doesn't have an accountability partner somewhere in the mix. There's something that holds you accountable. So we unpack what those, uh, what those seven change-proof uh, strategies are. The four-pillar method is tremendously helpful to help you move forward. So if it's something that's of interest to you, check out the link in the show notes and walk through this course and really help you begin to unpack and clarify, what are the inspiring goals, that change-proof goals that you wanna set for 2023? If you found this helpful or insightful or inspiring or thought-provoking, share it with a friend, because goal setting is done best with another person who can hold us accountable for our achievements. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening, and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.